Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spooky Town Podcast. We're back. It's October. It's the best time of year ever. And I'm Ashley, and I'm here with my sister. Stephanie. Yep. We're back for a second time because we took a second break. Hey, it's okay. It's okay to take breaks. Um, we took a break for a good reason, though. We, um, well, okay, hear us out. So... We, the last podcast we recorded, I think we talked about this. I was going to drive out cross country to go see Stephanie for her birthday. And um, we did that. We drove out. I brought all my audio equipment. We thought it was going to be awesome. Like we're going to record together in person. First time ever. So groundbreaking. So we get there and um, we set it all up. We set up our, you know, our whole pod station in stephanie's um new apartment and then um it turns out our our mics were just not gonna they were picking up each other's audio and we're just not smart enough to figure out how to cut it out so no we didn't actually end up recording anything (laughs) we had ideas for three episodes i think yeah yeah and we're like oh my god we're gonna just just pound these out you know yeah like right. one right after the other and then easy yeah yeah it did yeah. not yeah nope did not do that but it's okay because we're back now and we're here to party and we still have those three podcast episodes planned out so and we're really excited about those but this one today we're going to talk about one of our favorite movies of all time um 13 ghosts which is just a fantastic film. Um, and it's interesting. I've actually seen quite a few other podcasts doing episodes on 13 ghosts lately. So it's like kind of a hot topic right now for some reason. Um, but we had the idea first. So back off. I'm just kidding. We thought about this movie first. This 20 year old movie. This literally 20 year old movie. We're the first. It's almost exactly 20 years old. We knew that. And that's why we chose it for now that's why we chose both 13 ghosts for the 14th episode and before it's october 26 2001 20th anniversary <laughs> we missed a we real opportunity to do this one on the 13th episode <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about this is definitely the 13th episode <laughs> <laughs> we fucked up big time um it's all right no so yeah so we're gonna do what we always do we're gonna talk about the movies that we've watched since but because it's been a while we've got like a hefty little list of movies that we have uh consumed since our last episode and then game master me (laughs) game master (laughs) ashley has a game that i'm gonna surprise stephanie with she doesn't even know what's gonna happen it's gonna be so crazy just kidding well you've told me that it's really dumb so um (laughs) it's really dumb and it doesn't make a ton of sense so i'm excited to see how you handle it um good because i'm tired and delirious so (laughs) my brain's definitely (laughs) it's really burning the candle at both ends right now (laughs) it's really (laughs) it's a really bad game um so we're gonna play that and then we are gonna launch right into duh into 13 ghosts so, without further ado, uh, Stephanie, what's up? <laughs> uh, 
Not a lot. <laughs> not a What's lot. Up with you? I watched a lot of movies. I watched a lot of movies. And like half of these I watched while I was playing The Sims. And by playing oh. The Sims, I mean well, I was uh, downloading mods and decorating my Sims house. We're back into The Sims. Talk about 2000s. Here we go. That's I like we... that this is implying that I ever left The Sims. <laughs> it's very kind of you. <laughs> like I haven't been playing it. I think on Origin, just on Origin alone, which is like the engine that you play. Not the engine. It's like Steam, but it's for EA games. Oh, okay. And they record the amount of hours, just like Steam. Just while I've been playing on that, which is a, but a mere fraction of my history of The Sims, it's like... I think nearing 500 hours <laughs> in total. <laughs> and that's just while I've had Origin, which is not for just like a few years. So anyway, this isn't about Sims. This is well, about the movies I've watched while playing The Sims. Can I just say, real quick, yeah. before you jump into that, speaking of spending 500 hours on a game, I downloaded Stardew Valley for my birthday. It was my birthday present to myself. Uh, my birthday present. My birthday present. My birthday was last weekend. <clears throat> Happy Everyone. birthday! So thank you. Um, <laughs> and I downloaded that, and uh, I have been consumed by Stardew Valley. So there's no shame. No shame at all. Yeah. All right, continue. Sure. Uh, so, <laughs> well, we we watched like the same exact movies while you were here. So we've got yeah. that list. Um, right. We so we saw Candyman, the new one in theaters. Hmm. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Um. So I, Steph, I have oh, go ahead. a lot of thoughts on it, but now you go. Oh, I was just going to tell the 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 viewers, um, the listeners, whatever you are, that AMC is doing something super cool during the panda pandemic. Panorama. I, yeah. The thing is, is, I wasn't going to say that, and it came out <laughs> that way. So I don't know the what's panoramic. going on. The pandemic, yeah. um, where you could rent out the whole movie theater for like 160 bucks for anywhere from like up to 20 people, I think. So if you and your your squad like like two hundred dollars on my end, but you know, <laughs> yeah, it was more expensive in Pittsburgh. I noticed that. Yeah. In Seattle, yeah. it was like 160 bucks, but in Pittsburgh, yeah, it was like 200 bucks. It's also in like a shopping center, and it's like very popular. There's lots of mm. traffic, so I think it's just like a. Yeah. Also, I worked there for all of two days. I think no, one day. I think it may have just been one day, and um, <laughs> yeah, so it's it's pretty bullshit place, but we fortunately got to see it in the most pandemic safe way possible, and as. Uh, old-time listeners of this podcast know I've been really wanting to see this movie for a very long time, especially when they pushed it a year. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. I'm not <laughs> in love with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of thoughts that I kind of ranted about um, after we saw it, pretty much just to Jay, because I didn't want to ruin it for him. <laughs> I was like, I liked it. It was good. Yeah. It was fine. It just, it didn't do the things that I wanted it to do. But it's yeah. fine. You know? Mm-hmm. That's how it goes, I guess. I can't have anything. Um, so <laughs> then 
<laughs> I spent $6 renting the resort, which is now available for free on Hulu. Oh my God. So this was one that we watched together and ooh, hot, hot, spicy, hot garbage. It was, it was hot, spicy and also garbage. It, I, there was one actor in it who made it a little bit enjoyable. Um, but that was kind of it. Yeah. The, and it was also like, it was like an hour long. Right? It was really short. Yeah. Thank God. It was like an hour and 10 minutes or something like that. It was really short. And I'm like, for one thing, why is this six fucking dollars when it's like an hour long? Yeah. And also, I could have just waited a couple weeks because I was scrolling through Hulu last night. I'm like, are you fucking are you serious? Are you yeah. kidding me? It's free now. All right. That's what I get. That's how it goes. But the the trailer looked like it might have some redeeming moments, which is why we chose it. But it was bad. It was very bad. It was no good. Uh, we watched Malignant, the new, the newest yes. James Wan horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, very pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Very surprised. Um, I also rewatched it again last night because I just felt like it. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I rewatched and, it last night too. Uh, today is the last day that it's on HBO yeah. for like a little while, and they don't come back. But it was good. I liked it. We yeah. watched that. I think the same night that we saw Candyman, and I'm like, okay, I this Candyman was like two hundred dollars, and like <laughs> you know, it's not free to see Malignant because I'm still paying for the service. But like you know, it's free. Yeah, <laughs> like. Yeah, and it's a James Wan movie, and I liked it more. It doesn't matter. Okay, I'm. If I start talking about Candyman, I'm just gonna go on a tirade. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we watched Super Deep together. Mm-hmm. I had seen it before, then I showed it to Ashley because I'm like, okay, it's like a a Russian horror movie, much like Sputnik. Both are Russian. Unlike Sputnik, though. Um, Instead of using, instead of one, it being Russian language, which obviously is fine. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Subtitles. I don't care. They instead had the actors, all actors but the star, mouthed the words, but in English, or supposedly, I don't know if they were actually like American or anything, but an English actor or an actor speaking English would dub over them but it's like okay one thing why don't you just make it russian language that would have been fine two if you were going to have them speak english just have the actors speak english yeah right why did you go with this last option but the the star had her real voice and she was speaking english and she just had an accent yeah and that's fine but other than that if you can get past that it's actually really really good yeah. It has incredible monster design. And it's mm-hmm. it's awesome. Uh, so we watched that. I thought you were going to say, unlike Sputnik, it goes under the ground and and not above or something, you know, because Sputnik is like aliens from space. and <laughs> I was not going to say super that. Super <laughs> Deep is under the ground, so I thought you were going to make super that. Deep. It's super no. deep. Um, 
so then I also watched, in preparation for VHS 94, I wanted to get myself like in the VHS mindset, so I watched 1 and 2, and by VHS 1, I mean I watched the last segment, because that's the only one worth watching. Um, and then I was so tired of VHS that I didn't want to watch VHS 94. So that didn't work out. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So you were like building up to VHS 94. I see. Okay. VHS, like I, I like VHS a lot, but it's also like, I kind of hate VHS because a lot yeah. of it's like, I can't stand it. Um, yeah. And we, we counted and I, for, I forget it's like out of 17, I think, directors of all of the segments, two are women. And the two that are women are in VHS 94. And it's like, you know, and yeah, no, I... directs twice. And yeah. I'm like, how did he direct twice? And we only have two women. You know? I know I was very like when the when they list out who the directors are in VHS 94 um, and I saw the women like pop up I was like very pleasantly surprised because it's very women never dominated. get yeah yeah <laughs> they never get the placement so um, yeah. that was a pleasant surprise yeah so I VHS 94 is pending opinion um <laughs> Last night we watched The Wolf of Snow Hollow again. Oh, I, I love that movie. This, it's so good. I watched this cute little like dumb horror comedy, uh, Canadian horror comedy called Halloween Party. The effects I've are like super bad. Yeah. It's so cute. I think it's it's really fun. It's low but it's obviously very low budget, but the mm -hmm. acting really is really good and really is what like keeps mm -hmm. it standing, I think. Yeah. Um, because the story otherwise, like the, the, the horror is like kind of dumb. Um, but the two leads are really funny. And is that one new? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think he came out this year. Okay. Uh, the star looks like a short, younger Canadian Hayden Christensen. With okay. glasses. Well, 11 year old me would be freaking out at that, but yeah. <laughs> a little, little cutie, you know. <laughs> Not gonna lie, that's what drew. That's part of what drew me to it at first. <laughs> I think, I think that's um, that's uh, I left the Star Wars um, Phantom Menace theater, um, and I became a woman. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I think that's when puberty started. I, I walked in a child. I left <laughs> a very confused. <laughs> Horny child. child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also <laughs> uh, Princess Amadala. It was a very, it was a very mixed. <laughs> yeah, Natalie Portman in general when I was younger yeah. was very like. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I watch it now, and I'm like, they look like they're five years old. Like both of them look like they they're do. five. And yeah. um, Hayden Christensen. All right, I'm not even gonna try. Um, he is not not a good actor at all. No, he was never. I never thought he was a good actor. He's a very bad actor, but he was a little haughty back in the day. He was <laughs> that little braid, that singular braid he had going down. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I just love that hair and makeup was like. You know what we need. <laughs> Little braid. A braid. 
A single a brain. brain. <laughs> not no no not all of it. Not the whole head. <laughs> just a little piece. <laughs> and they came the the manager the hair and makeup manager came over and was like squinted their eyes and said smaller and then <laughs> they made it even smaller. <laughs> Anyways, um, and, and thus made history. Yeah, <laughs> and thus Darth Vader, the hottie with the body, was born. Was born. <laughs> oh God, that's what we all know Darth Vader as the hottie with the body. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So then I watched. <laughs> well, I'll be done at some point, I swear. And I've also skipped around a lot. Uh, I know what you did last summer because I like that movie. And then uh-huh. I decided to venture forth into I still know what you did last summer, which was a mistake. And I regret it. I've However, never seen it. I don't think. I don't I, think I've ever seen the second one. I will never subject myself to I'll always knew, know what you did last summer. And by never, I mean I'm probably going to do that soon. So I I just love the names. I always know what you did last summer. That doesn't even make any fucking sense. No, I always I'll, know. I'll, oh. I, I will, you know. Yeah, I will always, I'll always know. Jesus Christ. That and then the fourth one, you know that thing that you did that summer? Oh, I still yes. I still know about it. I haven't forgotten. That it just keeps getting longer and longer. Turns into a full. <laughs> you know that thing that you did? You know, you know the thing. Yeah, that. I haven't forgotten. I'm somehow still alive, despite being shot in the chest, and I still know what you did last summer approximately 100,000 times. I've seen that movie, the first one, like four times in my life. Still don't remember who the guy is. Like, it still surprises me every time. (laughs) That was a thing for me, too. I was, because I like that movie, but I don't, like, rewatch it often enough. Right, yeah. I'm like... Ooh, like couldn't tell you. Junior, yeah. Is it Big Bang Theory guy? Yeah. No, I mean maybe. Who knows? For you, I mean I know, but I'm not going to spoil it. I think I might always know because it's burned into my memory after the second one. But oh yeah, I suppose yeah. If you watch both of them, yeah. But it's the same. Where it's it's a surprise every single time for me. So it's perfect. It's good. So I have the memory of a goldfish. So. <laughs> yeah. Same. Um uh let's see. For some oh yeah, not for some reason. I was like, what's a terrible PG thirteen two thousands era horror movie? Ah, The Messengers. Ah, The Unborn. Uh ah, Ghost Ship. <laughs> ghost I watched, ship. I watched Holy them shit. while I was playing The Sims. <laughs> Dude. I remember Ghost Ship, that opening scene. Of everyone just getting chopped is like, it's super good. Yes, it like was yeah. shocking. Like I remember seeing that for the first time and being like, "Oh it's shit!" Really like, gross. yeah, no, it's uh, that's still good. It, that holds up. The rest of it is god awful. But I haven't seen it in yeah. so long. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um. Anyway, uh, and then we'll get to the final two, which I think are very important. Countdown. I'm gonna get my ass which handed Ashley to me. recommended. Yeah. <laughs> okay. To be fair, 
I said no. it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be because I went into this movie with like, like sub zero expectations. Like I didn't like, I was just like, I, I need something to put on in the background while I do something else. So I was like half watching it the whole time. And I was like, this wasn't as awful as I thought it was going to be. Like there were some entertaining moments, stupid as fuck, but it was like, not <laughs> Stephanie's face. If you could all see it. <laughs> It was not like the shit show that I thought it was going to be. So I ha- I went into it the same mindset. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to set my expectations to zero. But in the back of my head, yeah, I'm thinking, well, it's apparently, a, you know, not as bad as it, it might seem to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to wait for that redeeming moment to come. Um, so when the credits rolled at the end, I flipped off the TV and I said, fuck you. <laughs> oh, I thought you, I you was... turned off the TV, but no, you actually flipped it off with your, with your finger. Oh, oh yeah. No, I flipped it off. Um, it was uh... enraging how terrible it was. At no point was it enjoyable. Literally nothing about that movie is oh. redeeming. <laughs> okay. So if you recommend a movie to Stephanie, she doesn't like it. <laughs> Your ass will be cut off with a butter knife, and she'll hand it back to you. There's no, no, that, no, 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 no. That, no. Okay, <laughs> you're talking of. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about Psycho Gorman, which I did not <laughs> hand your ass to you. I was like, it's just not my thing. It's not my thing. Jay and I ranted off, you know, off, off screen. Yeah, yeah, and you have heard none of that, and it's fine. <laughs> Countdown was actively offensive, and I just will not stand for it. Okay. Well, I don't know what it is about an app on your phone that predicts your death that's so stupid to you. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm just (laughs) kidding. So we got Countdown, and then we got a bet to leave it off on a good note. Did you already talk about this yeah okay no no (laughs) host i super recommend um so uh fair warning i had eaten a good amount of an edible when i watched superhost so when i finished it and i told you this i was like i looked at jay and i like Mm -hmm. had my head in my hands and i'm like did we just watch the greatest movie ever made (laughs) (laughs) oh god like that was really good. I'm like, yeah. I I think every other movie can be thrown in the trash because I think we just wow. watched the greatest movie ever made. That's a so that's a glowing was, review. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was pretty high. Um, mm-hmm. so I have to rewatch it at some point. I will say part but, of that was probably the edibles, but it was a very good movie. I'm not saying that. Good. But the edibles do make you appreciate art all the more. So but also, there was a surprise Barbara Crampton appearance that yes, I did not know about. There is. I was very excited about that. That was fantastic. And the lead, uh, the like super host, I don't, I don't know her name. She is wonderful. I yeah. love her so much. Yeah. And ever, it was just, it blew my mind. It was oh, very it was good. so good. I'm going to tell you right now. Let's see. What was her name? Gracie, Gracie Gillum. That's her real name. 
Yep. Go you, Gracie. Very good. She was the star and she is absolutely fantastic. She's terrifying and amazing and such a good actress. Um, okay. She has, she has a stage presence that like very few people have. Yeah. But she was great. Anyway, everyone yes. go watch it. Incredible. Um, so Stephanie and I watched like quite a few things together. Like when we were visiting, we did super deep, like she said, malignant uh Ouija origin of evil although <clears throat> we had to shut that one off like midway through because it was like two in the morning and it was time to go to bed so I just finished that one last night and I really liked it It was a really good movie um I was not expecting it to be good at all because the the first one that I watched the first like the oldest one of of this like series or universe or whatever I think it's just called Ouija um was awful <laughs> so bad and this one was a Mike Flanagan movie mm-hmm. and was fantastic. So yeah. it really throws you for a loop because that's it's usually the opposite, right? But this one was amazing. Um, I just watched No One Gets Out Alive, which is on Netflix. Um, it's a Netflix Ridge, and it it was Did you really like good. It? Yeah, okay. it was really good. Um, yeah, that's on my list. Yeah, it it had some like very uh, original spookiness about it. Um, very different, like very different. Um, it's like a kind of a heavy subject matter. Um, so it's just a little bit more of like a heavy, emotionally heavy movie, but um, it's really, really good. Um, definitely recommend that one. Candyman, like Stephanie said, we watched that one on her birthday. Um Let's see. I started watching, uh, speaking of Mike Flanagan, Midnight Mass. About halfway through that right now. Have you started watching that one, Stephanie? No. I have to prepare myself for that. (laughs) Yeah, it's... um, Let me be honest. It took me a minute to, like, get into it. Like, it took me a few episodes. I wasn't wasn't really sure, you know. I was, like, traversing the waters. Wasn't really sure what was going on. And wasn't, like, sure what the what the hook was or what the what what it was all leading up to and after i think about the fourth episode i started getting more into it because it starts to kind of fall together um and then in classic mike flanagan um well yeah it breaks uh, your entire ass breaks my butt out of my heart out of my butt <laughs> and i think that was in episode yep. four i was just bawling my when, eyes out that's I, isn't episode four of uh, Hill Luke's House episode? Nels? Yeah, no, I think or, it's Nels. Oh, it's Nels. Is it Nels? If it's Luke or Nell, then that's the episode where it breaks your whole ass. Yeah, the haunting of Hill House. It's like I, I think you're right. It's like the fourth. Nell is like towards the end, right? No. Oh. Oh well, no. Episode four is in fact Luke, which makes me cry. I love Luke so much. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's when he is busting out the big guns. It's by episode four. Yeah, because you've like you've got enough background on all the characters where you're invested, and then you just get like a really heartbreaking like. Um, in this case, it's like a monologue that the main character does, and I was just bawling my eyes out. Um, 
so that was the last episode we watched. So I have we have to pick it up again. Um, but I had to take a little bit of a break after that one. Um, but it's good. It's getting really good. Uh, Creep Show, the new, the newest one on uh, Shutter. Started watching that. Plowed through a good a good amount of the new Creep Show. They're good. It's very like Halloweeny, right? Like Creep Show's just one of those like super Halloweeny things, or it just makes you think of growing up and what you used to. We didn't really watch Creep Show all that much growing up, but I don't think we ever watched any of it. No, but it reminds me of like the ABC specials that they used to do you know like when halloween time would come around and they do like 13 nights of halloween or whatever and they'd play like spooky shows and we were allowed to watch that growing up do you remember that i'm picturing goosebumps mm. is that part of that could be i just remember there was there was a show and i i don't know what it wasn't creep show there was something that they used to play on there and it was like a kid's twilight zone type thing, but it was supposed to be spooky. And there was like a spooky, um, host. No, this was a show. This was like a, Oh no, I, I have no memory of this, but I believe you. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, I don't need to tell you what creep show is. Everyone I think knows a little bit about what it is. I Um, genuinely don't know anything about creep show. Oh, I mean, it's just, it's an anthology, like, yeah. style. I, I've seen it around, and I know it's famous, I've just never watched it. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Um, I rewatched the movie Haunt, which I liked less the second time around. I, wa- I liked it a lot the first time I watched it. The second time around, I, li- I liked it a little bit less, and maybe it's just because I, re- I had already seen it, but I was just, like, kind of bored and moved on to something else. <laughs> So I've also seen that two times. The first time I was like, Ugh. I mean, I guess the the protagonist, she's pretty cool, I guess. But I was yeah. kind of just like meh about it. And then I watched it a second time to see if it was any better. And I was even less enthused. So yeah, yeah I feel like it doesn't have a lot of rewatching. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like, I just felt like watching something familiar that I knew I liked. And then I put it on and I was like, I like this less than I did the first time. Yeah. Um. We watched Prisoners of the Ghostland, which is, which I wanted to love because it's crazy and kind of creepy and cool. But, um, and there was some like really cool things about it, but I didn't actually like it that much as a movie. I think it kind of didn't cohese together the way that I wanted it to. (laughs) Um, and then I rewatched Last Shift, which is a classic. Um, and then VHS 94, which did I already say that? No. no, I'll end on that one. So VHS 94, we watched on uh, Friday night, which was two days ago. And uh, I really liked it a lot. I thought it was really, really good. Um, and Ashley's afraid that I'm going to hand her her ass if I end up not I, liking VHS 94. Yeah, if Stephanie doesn't like it, she's going to hand me my do. ass. <laughs> so. I don't do that. <laughs> I genuinely don't know if you're going to like, like I, I, I have stopped trying to guess. Did you add the sloshes to VHS? <laughs> Stephanie? Yes. I, that's how it's spelled actually. I know. It's funny because I wrote, I just wrote VHS and then I saw that you had written it with the slashes in the title as, as it 
as it appears everywhere. But I was like, I wonder if that's going to bug her. And then I just looked <laughs> You added the slashes. Oh my it god! Did bug me. Um, so <laughs> I I really really liked it a lot. Yeah, I there's there are some favorites, and Stephanie, you and I maybe depending on how you feel about it, maybe we can do an episode on it and we can talk about our favorites because I have some like genuine favorites in there that I thought were really unique and cool. So, um, all right, with that, <laughs> what's up? We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I'm not I'm not making any statements. I'm not saying you're gonna like it. I have no idea. <laughs> Just gonna let it rip. Um that said, now we're gonna move on to the uh game part of our episode. And like I said, it is themed based on uh 13 ghosts, based on the movie that we're reviewing. So um that said, I'm going to go ahead and get into it. The game that I created for today's episode <laughs> is called 13 Toasts. And <laughs> I don't know what you're worried about. <laughs> Quality. <laughs> and the rules are, I, I looked up basically this monster list of different kinds of toasts that you can make. Like people put all kinds of shit on their toast. And there's like a list of a hundred different styles of toast with like, some have like cream and, and avocado and ricotta and like all this different kinds of stuff. Um, and this is a very, huh? Cream? Yeah. Like lemon curd with like cream on toast and like all kinds of crazy stuff. Right. So what I did was <laughs> it took, uh, I have seven of them, I think. Yeah, I have seven different kinds of toast. And if, you know, obviously there's 13 ghosts in the movie 13 <laughs> Ghosts. So you need to guess <laughs> which kind of toast corresponds to which ghost okay. in my head. I have Wait, ma- made the seven. Up. You didn't do 13? Um, no, I got lazy. <laughs> okay, so we're playing 13 toasts, but with seven ghosts. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, there's not 13. Okay. <laughs> Just want to make sure. There's only seven. That's what happened. Okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, right now what I'm doing is I'm going to copy the link to the Google Doc that has the visuals. Okay with the description of the toast and I'm going to read out the descriptions of the toast for the, for the fans, but here you go. I'm going to pop it in the chat. <clears throat> so. <Access> denied. <laughs> what? Okay. Hold on. First I have to figure out first I have to figure out how to, how to share a link. Okay. Okay. Anyone with the link? Here we go. We're copying the link. We're pasting it. Okay, let me know. Okay, I can see it now. <laughs> okay, all right. So, here we go. So, Stephanie has to guess um, which ghost corresponds to which kinds of toast. So, the first toast that we have is scallion pesto with ricotta. And um, 
That's pretty descriptive of what's on it. So you cook one bunch of chopped scallions in salted boiling water. Uh, and then you put the juice of a lemon, two tablespoons of parsley, parmesan, walnuts, red pepper flakes, kosher salt. And you spread it all on four slices of toasted sourdough bread topped with ricotta. You drizzle with olive oil and top with lemon zest and pepper. <clears throat> so I will give you this clue. I based it kind of like on the visuals of the toast. Like what ghost <laughs> does that remind you of that first one? I told you this well, is a very stupid game. Based on the whole Italian vibe of this, I was going to say the torso. On the first one? Yeah. But based on the visuals? Yeah. Are any of them green? Is green an important color? Yes. The colors of each are important to the ghost that they correspond oh, to. Uh, the the uh, great child. Yes. The great child. Yes. Because he has puke coming like and food and stains like all down his um front bib yeah, yeah. and this like, this piece of toast is very like covered in green avocado and white and yellow and all that stuff all right so the next one good jobs you got that one right the next one we have is lemon cream swirl so the description of this one, you lightly butter four slices of toasted white bread and you spread with lemon curd and top with dots of clotted cream and then you swirl it all together. So it's like this lemony white swirl on top. And uh, listeners, it looks disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like the worst thing Yeah. Ever. Pickled cherry peppers and a half cup of mayonnaise. I don't. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So that is the, that's the one below it. Look above. What? The lemon cream swirl. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, that makes more sense. I was like, where are the peppers? Okay. <laughs> um, and it's based on looks. Yeah. The juggernaut. No, this one Damn. is, this one's the torso. Cause it's got that kind of like swirl. Cause he's covered in like, um, cellophane. He's covered in yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that was my, that was my thinking with that one. All right. See, aren't you glad there's not 13 of these? Um, okay. Yes. So, <laughs> so third one we got is spicy Copa. So you puree a half cup of mayonnaise with a fourth cup of pickled cherry peppers, seeds removed, in a food processor and you spread that on four slices of toasted sourdough bread topped with deli slice copa or capicola uh the torn prince no good guess this is the angry princess uh, i disagree I'm you like, disagree okay. on that one <laughs> That should be the torn prince. Well, that, that, this is a torn prince piece of toast if I've ever seen one. <laughs> that's a torn prince. Um, that <laughs> is. This game is so subjective; it's insane. So, um, yeah. there's not really <laughs> any. Your assessment <laughs> of the toast that has mayonnaise. All right. And here's peppers? by here's by there's far the bacon on that thing. Uh I don't see bacon. I don't know. All right, let's move on. That's co that's <laughs> Copa. 
I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, copa is like a like a dry, like salted uh, pork kind yeah, of dry and salted pork. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so <laughs> we gotta actually get to the episode at some point. All right, here yeah. we go. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> by far the grossest looking one out of all of them: ham and marmalade disgusting uh butter four slices of toasted multi-grain bread and then spread with orange marmalade top with deli sliced black forest ham cut into strips okay the strips are important here uh grated lime zest and pepper oh the strips are important the whole look of it is important well i was originally going to say the pilgrimus but when you say the strips, now I'm thinking the jackal. Yes. Okay. Yes, the jackal. Awesome. You're doing I know what the next good one is. for this being so subjective. Like, I know. I know the, what the, next the next one's very obvious, but let me read it out for the people. So we got okay. cookie toast, which honestly kind of sounds good. Um, I might make this. Uh, same. Uh, sprinkle. So you top four slices of white bread with thin slices of butter, sprinkle each with vanilla sugar um and chocolate chips and then you bake it until the bread's toasted and the chocolate is slightly melted so it's got a bunch of chocolate chips sitting on top of it the hammer <clears throat> that's it the hammer because yeah. the hammer's got the big brown railroad spikes sticking out of his head so yeah um all right having a great time okay oh here we go <clears throat> So this one, um, this one's a whole mess. So grape jelly pecan, butter four slices of toasted seeded rye bread, then spread with grape jelly topped with toasted chopped pecans and sprinkle with sea salt. So this one is like very red. It's got a lot of jelly on it and nuts and it's kind of a messy looking piece of toast. (sighs) This one's a little trickier. If I'm being the honest. Wizard lover. No, but that's a good one too. I have the juggernaut for this one because that looks okay. I, because when we I protest. This looks nothing like the juggernaut. <laughs> so I picked it because the juggernaut is like ripping ripping bods in like the first part of the movie, right? He's, he's like gray. He's gray, but he's all super bloody and he's like ripping things apart and like things are going everywhere and he's like really destructive. So I saw the jelly as like blood and okay. all the Okay, so this is more of an art piece. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Like a visual representation. We're on the last we're on the last one. Okay. <laughs> this one is nasty. Um <laughs> it looks like it has warts on it. Cheddar chutney. Puree a half cup of mayonnaise, ew, with one fourth cup pickled cherry peppers in a food processor. Spread on four slices of toasted sourdough bread and top with deli sliced copa or capicola. Gross. Um, I see, I would have said this was the juggernaut because it's just a gross mess. Wait, <laughs> I think. Am, am I, are you? Oh my god! So I put the. You know what's really funny? I put the description for the other piece of toast 
in here. I was like, that doesn't sound right. It's not the correct oh. description. So I'll just describe the way the toast looks. Um, it looks like toast, shit. It has like jelly under it and like baked cheese on top. It's really gross looking. I, I'm just going to the dire mother. I don't know. What is it? This one's the pilgrimess because it looks all like pilgrimess. Okay. Because I don't... she's all Ashley. <laughs> Closing she, gets burned. Out she gets burned doesn't she isn't she the one that's no! like burned no but she's all warty and stuff looking so i thought no, this yes she oh my god okay she's not burned <laughs> she died she dies of starvation after i literally i have the descriptions up after yes. being condemned to the pillory her skin is badly damaged, but it's not because she was burned. There we go. Her skin's badly damaged. And it looks like, to me, it looked like skin. Like, it looked like skin that was having a bad day. Like, that's oh what this God. piece of toast looked like. I'm I stand by day. my toast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, you kick us off we're jumping in 13 ghosts let's talk about 13 ghosts (laughs) (laughs) my thoughts are it's it's good (laughs) it's it's fine bye (laughs) it's a it's a good movie i don't it's uh, okay let's start from the beginning in 1960 13 Ghosts was made. Yes. <laughs> the <laughs> year Ridge. Castle, who I would have gotten along with very well. Uh, the more I read about him, the more I'm like, sir, you were an unappreciated genius. Far ahead of your time. So anyway, I haven't seen the first one. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know where it is. Uh, but I've seen 13 Ghosts 2001 so many times. Uh, like you've said earlier. I I think I know every single scene backwards and forwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, let's be clear, I don't like this movie because the writing is good um, or because the story is good or anything like that is good. I just... Because <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> but uh, it has amazing set design. Uh, the ghosts themselves look awesome. And then, as any good horror movie in the 2000s had, it had Matthew Lillard. Yes. So that, that's really why I think it stands the test of time, because Matthew Lillard stands the test of time. Yes. And also just some great like practical effects still look awesome to this day. Yes. And, you know, if you're not familiar, I I think most of the horror community is pretty familiar with 13 Ghosts. But um, I remember watching this for the first time as a, you know, a wee young Ashley and terrified me. Like, this was just one of those movies that I think I, how old was I when this movie came out? I can't do math. Um, Uh, 14? Yeah, like 14 or something. So I wasn't like a child, but I it scared the crap out of me. And this was like a go-to for me from then on for all of like my movie nights mm-hmm. that we had with friends and stuff. I would always rent 13 Ghosts. I just thought it was so good. And the opening scene in particular with the Juggernaut, like 
they just jump right into it. Like the very first part of the movie oh, yeah. is just jumping right into super scary territory with the juggernaut and the introduction of him I thought was fantastic. I That is a really good point about the movie is that at no point is anything at all subtle because it yeah. just, it just hits you right in the face. Like mm-hmm. in the, the beginning, the truck full of blood that it's spraying yes. is like draw <laughs> out the juggernaut yes. in the um, junkyard. It's like, I mean, of course, what else would you do? Just fill up an entire semi truck full of blood that you're not going to use. <laughs> use right? a little bit of it. <laughs> also, where where does one get a truck? Like, how? Who do you have to bribe at like the blood bank to get that much? That's a lot. It's a lot. That's of a blood. lot of blood. That's true. That is also a lot of blood. It's a shit ton of blood. Um, yeah. not to jump into the, you know. I don't know. Fact. The logistics. Yeah. The logistics of it all. But (laughs) that was, (laughs) that was something else. And um, it's just, yeah, it jumps in with like super high intensity and they're going in, they're getting this, um, this ghost together as a group. And Matthew Lillard is like having a panic attack. And Cyrus, who is the bad guy, of course, in this movie is just hilarious. And like, (laughs) he's hilarious from the beginning. (laughs) He's such a cartoonish villain. Um, yeah, yeah. And he, yeah, uh, uh, I'm thinking of his character name, Matthew Lillard. He plays Dennis Rafkin. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, psychic, which is why he works for Arthur, because he can track down where the ghosts are and what they're up to. Um, but he also struggles a lot with it because it's really intense and terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what I was going with that. That's what his job is yeah that's his job that's what he's doing he's the he's the psychic who's there to help find these ghosts and help um cyrus uh imprison them in his home that he's built so that's the that's the kind of introduction we get to um cyrus and to um matthew lillard's character so um from there after that scene steph you want to describe the one of our favorite moments uh, <laughs> which is both equally hilarious and actually very good <laughs> yeah uh so after all of that oh yeah cyrus dies and it's it's hilarious um yes and also miss honey is in it as yeah Kalina. which i did not connect that that was miss honey for like the longest time miss yeah. honey from matilda is what we're talking about that actress is the same woman who at the beginning of 13 ghosts, you think that she's um, sort of like a, an activist figure who's like trying to get Cyrus to stop this campaign against um, this trapping campaign, spirits. trapping souls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then uh, Cyrus bites it pretty hard. Yep. And it's great. Um, and then, yeah. So the next scene is like where all like the credits are, but it's, it's the scene where we're introduced to the, the other Criticos family namely Arthur, who's Tony Shalhoub, Shannon Elizabeth, who's his daughter, playing Kathy, his son, whose name I don't remember, Bobby? Yeah, Bobby. Bobby. Yep. I don't know the, his, the actor's name. And then his wife. Uh, and it's like this, the happiest go-lucky family of all time. Uh, and the, it's cool because the way that it, the whole scene is shot is the camera is like, it's like it's doing a 360 around the room. But mm-hmm. as it's doing uh, the slow rotation around the room, time is passing and we can hear events transpiring. 
So at first we see that the happy family, they're perfect. Everything is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then once we pan past them, we can't see them anymore. You can hear they're like celebrating like a birthday or something. And then you hear a fire alarm go off and you hear that Gene, uh, that's his wife's name. She burns in the fire. They have to say goodbye to her. They go into debt. They have, they like lose their house, you know, everything goes wrong for this family. And then when it reaches, when it does a full 360, it's back on Arthur. And instead of looking out onto this like beautiful, you know, uh, family scene. Yeah. Yeah. He's instead looking at outside of his uh, shitty apartments view of like a brick building. And he looks very depressed. And as it's going around the room, also things are like the quality of things are looking shittier and shittier (laughs) and like just aged and like dusty, you know, it's like no longer their perfect house. So it's a really cool opening scene. It's just, it's also a little bit stupid at first, but that's an awesome, like I watched that years later and I'm like, that's amazing. I love this. Yeah, no, it's a really creative way to to show like change and time passing and also set the scene for, for everything in like a very short amount of time. Like that yeah. scene doesn't last very more than like a couple no, minutes, but it, but it tells a huge date. story. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that intro to that scene where Shannon Elizabeth is outside with Bobby and they're like playing and she's, <laughs> she's like, I know you you're the best so little much. brother. She says like, you're the best little brother. And she says it like that. I, even as like a, 14 year old like curled under my chair with embarrassment (laughs) and how stupid that was it was so it's so over the top and but that's kind of the whole movie right like nothing is nothing is medium everything is a million in either direction so when they're going to show you a super happy-go-lucky scene it's going to be the most ridiculous happy-go-lucky scene you've ever seen in your life and then the tragedy and like the the ghosts and the violence and the the emotional reactions to stress are all like a thousand Mm -hmm. yeah so Uh, i like that a lot about the movie because this could have if they hadn't done that the movie would be very forgettable but because it's like it's it it's not all or nothing it's just all (laughs) at all times 24 7 it never stops it's like i respect that and that's, I think, what has garnered such a cult following. Also because it's so cheesy. But because it, it never, like, really relents. And it it's like, okay, if you're going to if you're gonna do kind of, you know, a pretty dumb story, um, pretty dumb motivations for things, doesn't really make a lot of sense. Uh, you know, the editing leaves something to be desired. At least go all out. And I respect it when it does. And this movie absolutely does. Yeah, well, and that's and Matthew Lillard just shines in this movie. Like uh, he's wonderful and everything. He's he does. perfect I mean, for it because I mean he's perfect for that's why I think he was in so many horror movies. Like yeah. he's perfect for them because like in Scream he was amazing, in this he was amazing. Like he's just he's so in your face and nuts. <laughs> like when he's yeah. when he's in the zone. And so he's perfect as the psychic who's like having a mental breakdown because he's just being bombarded um, mm-hmm. by these ghosts. So um, the next, that next scene I really love 
right after they kind of end that panning around the room and we see Tony Shalhoub looking out the window, um, the lawyer kind of walking down the hallway and like slowly knocking on the door or it's like a slow, slowed down, you know, scene of him knocking on the door. Yeah. I thought that was really creepy and a really cool way to kind of set up the fact that there's something off about this person who's coming. I remember when I was younger and I would see that scene because it it would go between seeing Arthur's family. They're like getting ready for like the day for work and school and stuff. Um, And then they go to outside in the hallway going to their apartment. And yeah, the lawyer is walking in slow motion. When I was younger, I was like, is he like a ghost? Is he some kind of, I'm like, is he like an alive person or a person? Yeah. Like there's something so creepy and um, otherworldly about it that it makes you wonder if he's actually real or alive or anything. He Mm -hmm. is because he later dies. But yeah, yeah, that part, that's such an, like a small but interesting choice to make it slow motion. It is. And have him very like slowly knock on the door. Mm -hmm. But then when they, they go to the other side, you know, from Arthur's point of view, it's just a regular knock at the door. I just, yeah, that's such a a cool choice. Uh, No, that's a really good point. And I, I love the, um, the actor that they chose and then like his makeup because his makeup is like really thick. He's got really thick makeup on. Um, it, it looks, yeah. Like it, I noted that down. Like it looks very like kind of caked on and he almost looks like he could be dead or that he could be, there's just something very like unnatural about the lawyer <laughs> from like the beginning. Eyes. Yeah. yeah. And I think they did that on purpose um, because he's, he's like so put together and so robotic and um, he's got this like very, like this strangeness to him that I think they did really well. Yeah. Um, I agree. So that's, you know, that's when they get the, the, the news that, um, Arthur's uncle has died and he's left them this house and Mm -hmm. they should all come to the house and it's their house now and they should all go. So it's very welcome news. Everyone's very excited. And then they head on down to the house and awful house. (laughs) I mean, I, I think it's gorgeous. It's so pretty. And I, I, what I love, I mean, and I think this is like what I love about, I, I love it when movies do this, you know, to a when when they do it well. But they're like, well, I guess no one can go to the bathroom or whatever because the whole house is glass, and um, you can see through yeah. the walls. So the joke is made that well, I guess no one's like taking a shit because <laughs> the the whole house is made of glass, big glass panes, and like steel, mm-hmm. panes, and mm-hmm. it's all moving parts. It looks exactly like what it actually ends up being, which it's a machine. Yep. Uh, and you find out that out later in the movie, but it looks exactly like a machine. Like it doesn't look like a house at all. Like I don't buy for a second that <laughs> Cyrus even ever lived there. I don't know why you would. Um, right. But yeah, it's, it's like <laughs> the worst house, but that's also a really cool choice. I think by the filmmakers, because in like a haunted house, typical movie, it's either, a very normal looking house, like typical, like suburban house, 
that ends up being super haunted, like Poltergeist. Or it's like, you know, this over-the-top gothic creepy already look like already looks like it's haunted and that yeah. it also happens to be haunted. Mm-hmm. And they said no to both of those things and instead made a house that looks exactly like what it's supposed to be, which is not a house. It's a machine. Right. And it's like terrifying. There's Latin etched into the glass. Uh, uh, every glass panel in this place is covered in Latin, which you later find out are containment spells for the ghosts. Yep. Um, that don't really seem to do anything, uh, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. Like, I think that's just like a hilarious and also cool choice. Cause it's like, just get straight to the point. This is not a house at all. Yeah, no, that's... You're not living here. You know, I actually never thought about the fact that that probably he never... Cyrus never actually lived in this house. Like, he built it for this yeah. situation, right? For these, like, um, sacrifices, basically, to happen inside this house with his yeah, I just, family members. I don't, I don't see Cyrus strutting around in his pajama pants <laughs> in that place making coffee, you know? <laughs> just don't. Like, I, Cyrus has not popped his shoes off and like yeah no no one has ever taken their shoes off in this house no (laughs) that's not what you'd be able to tell like everything's glass um yeah so (laughs) i just have a note written down here that says world's best house key um (laughs) i think i must have really liked the house key um no it's great (laughs) the other thing i wrote down was so there's artifacts everywhere, right? There's like, um, there's a, I believe there's like a samurai sword they walk past. There's like, um, just things from all over the world. And it kind of points to this larger idea. Like Cyrus is a person who just takes things and then claims Uh them as his own. And this whole house is full of, um, (laughs) his house is basically the British museum, right? Full of things that are not his to take. And, (laughs) Uh, yeah including Um, but not limited to human souls (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes and and so obviously human souls right (laughs) the british museum so the british museum exactly um and also dennis dennis is there so we see dennis again he comes back he's he's the he's acting like he's the power guy um so and he's trying to get into the house and he's trying to um basically get paid for the work that he did right yeah cyrus didn't pay him before he died so he he knows that he has money stashed away somewhere in the house so he's he's basically just there to get the money yes um so he kind of starts exploring and he goes down to the basement and and sees um that's i think when he has the revelation that uh he's storing all these ghosts in his basement um and then (laughs) One of my favorite parts of uh, the movie is when he um, has that realization and he comes back upstairs and he starts to like kind of start to tell the. I think this, he's starting to tell Arthur the truth about who he is, but he's he's like, we need to talk. <laughs> we need to have a conversation. And Arthur yeah. is just not paying attention to him at all because he's not really taking him very seriously. And this exchange is just like so funny to me. Dennis is like Arthur we need to talk and Arthur's like what's the deal with the breakers like what's going on with you you know like why are you so freaked out about the breakers because he still thinks he's the electrical guy and Dennis says 
I used to hunt ghosts with your father. And Arthur's like, goats? <laughs> he like pauses and he says, goats? And it's just so funny because Dennis is just getting like more and more hyped up. Um, and Dennis doesn't know that it's his uncle and, you know, but it's just such a funny little exchange and those little comedic moments just show up all throughout the movie and they're just so funny. He does say I used to hunt ghosts with your uncle, but yeah. Oh, I wrote down father. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, never mind. Screw that. I guess he does know, but, um, yeah, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that he knew who Arthur was. I thought yeah. he thought it was his dad this whole time. Okay. never nah. mind. Anyways, yeah, the knows. point still stands that it was just it's like a cute little exchange that happens and i thought that was funny the goat scene is pretty good it's cute yeah it's adorable so anyway it's fucking cute (laughs) um (laughs) (laughs) so i think the next thing like that happens is the lawyer starts kind of you know moving around the house yeah, the lawyer leaves and he starts beat bopping around the basement. He's trying to find the money. Yep. He sees the angry princess. The angry princess is like by far the coolest ghost. She's she like is very cool. Um, she used to be this lady who was like gorgeous, like just beautiful, but she was very insecure and she got a lot of plastic surgery done in her life. Um, to the point where it was like, it was just kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And she was still very insecure and thought she wasn't beautiful enough. So she did uh, self-surgery uh, like on her eye or something. And it, it like blinded her. And then she ended up uh, taking her own life. Uh, so that's kind of her whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she's like, when she appears, she's completely naked and she's covered in blood. Uh, she's great love her she's the yeah she's one of her favorites yeah we'll campaign for her um so he sees her and he tells her like nice tits or something but she's still she all of the ghosts at this point are still locked in their cubes (laughs) their glass cubes so she can't do anything she's but she's clearly mad you know about it and then i think he accidentally hits a trigger that opens her cube um So he like found the money, hit this trigger. So when he's coming back, he sees that she's now out and she's like about to kill him. And he's like backing up like, hey, whoa. Yeah. I'm sorry about the the tits comment. And then this glass like door, I guess, splits him into two. Yeah. Very gross. I can't. Very iconic. It's very iconic. iconic, It's like one of the top horror death scenes on every list I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it's pretty gross. He like, it's, I can't even, I, I, I always have to fast forward it, but he gets split in half <laughs> by glass. So she's, she doesn't have to do anything. And she yeah. bebops off to hang out with Kathy in the bathroom. Yes. Which is also a wonderful scene. Oh, I love that scene. I love that scene the Kathy in the bathroom amazing. scene. Oh my gosh. Where she's, yeah. Um, it's so tense because there's what you can see and or what Kathy can see and what the angry princess can see while they're in the bathroom together. So let's, let's set up this scene because this is an important scene. Okay. And it's, it's awesome. Okay. So in, in this movie, they have the like ghost glasses. You can't see the ghosts if you're not wearing the glasses. They just look like regular, like clear glasses. They have little lights on the inside. 
and you can only see the ghosts when you're wearing them. Mm-hmm. So this is picking up what William Castle did when he, when they first, oh, well, I don't know if they first, um, but when they premiered the movie um, in theaters, he had this gimmick that he called the illusion O. And it was like these glasses that had both <laughs> uh, a red filter and a blue filter in them. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't wear the glasses at all, you could still see everything. But the idea was if you look through the red filter, you would see the ghosts like a lot more. They were very mm-hmm. clear. And if you look through the blue, it would quote unquote remove them. So it was like, are you a scaredy cat and you can only look through the blue? Or are you brave and you can look through the red? So they would hand these glasses out to people going into the theater. And it's such a gimmick. And I love that so much because it's both one fun. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that tells me that you love fun. your movie. Yeah. And that you had a, a cool, like, visual thing in addition to having, you know, you made a movie. Like, that's awesome. What a cool way to it, make it interactive, you know? Like, all of his movies were interactive. There, there's so many other examples, too. Uh, not just 13 Ghosts. There was one, it was like the, the, the Tingler was the movie, I think. And he would put, like, buzzers under seats and they would, like... <laughs> buzz you know and like kind of shake the seat when Ooh. like the horror was happening with the team yeah it was so cool i love it so much <laughs> um i love william castle the more i read about him i was just like I, we would have been good friends yeah <laughs> but so it's so the 2001 13 ghosts is taking from the glasses thing where you can and again you could still see the ghosts in the original if you didn't have the glasses on but you could see them a lot better with the red filter Right. So it's taking that and it's just putting it so the actors have to wear the glasses instead of the audience. Um, and there's no gimmick about them. They're just regular looking glasses. So that sets up the bathroom scene. And in the bathroom scene, it's it's awesome because Kathy finds this god-awful bathroom. It's completely see-through. And she's like, this is beautiful. And she's like doing her hair. She's looking at herself in the mirror and she's like playing with her hair or whatever i don't know she's doing something yeah she's having the time of her life in this clear bathroom and there's a pair of ghost glasses sitting on like the counter and it's really cool because the camera kind of it like zooms in it like moves up behind the glasses and you can see through just the glasses that the wall behind it is like covered in blood mm-hmm. but it's in contrast with what kathy sees which is there's no blood in this bathroom so it, the camera kind of like quote, goes through the glasses so that we can see what it looks like in here if as if we had them on. And you can see the angry princess comes up behind her. Everything is just dripping in blood and she's kind of mimicking Kathy's movements. Yep. So <laughs> the fun part about that scene is that to this day, <laughs> I'm terrified of leaving like glasses a certain way really like setting them up on the <laughs> so counter funny. with like the little what are the the glasses like arms the things that you know yeah. the things that go yeah. in your ears yeah i don't know what that's called um but i don't know if by, they like, have leaving a name, them, but yeah by like leaving them open like that on a counter <laughs> really oh that's like, so funny it's like so ingrained in me and it's like yeah. a part of who i am that i don't even think about it i just always close them put them away like right. i don't even have like no 
Right. There's no chance. I'm That's not going to so see funny. through these glasses. If there's a ghost <laughs> behind me, there's a ghost behind me. I don't want to know about it. <laughs> So that's why that was important to me. I, yeah, that's, I think, hands down, one of my, if not the favorite scene in that movie. Um, It's just so good. And it's so, like, there's so many different emotions going on at the same time. Like, you can tell the the angry princess is, like, longing. And she's kind of jealous of the fact that, you know, this this is my read of it. And this may or may not be correct. But that, you know, Shannon Elizabeth, which, what's her character's name again? Kathy. Kathy. Kathy is, like, alive, and she's, you know, young and, you know, primping herself and brushing her hair. And you can tell that the angry princess is kind of, like, longing after that or pining for it. Um, So there's a little bit of that. And you're not sure if, like, Kathy's in danger for a second. You don't really know because the... She doesn't seem like angry at her. She's just kind of there watching her. Um, but then as the scene goes on, um, the angry princess gets a little more agitated um, because there's like, I think just a little too much stimulation happening. <laughs> She's She gets into the bathtub. Kathy's over there like splashing the water on her face. Um, and it's like bloody water. But of course you can't. Well, she doesn't know that. So. I just I just rewatched it, so I already know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she, we see her like mimicking her in the mirror. Yeah. And then Kathy's like, "Oh my god, a bathtub!" And she loses her. Sh- it's like, have you ever seen a bathtub? I don't know. Yeah. And no. she goes to over to the bathtub, but we see that the angry princess is now in there, and she's in it full of the bathwater is just like blood or bloody water, and um. Kathy turns on the the faucet and it's just regular water and she's splashing her face. She's like getting soaked. I just love the idea of this scene in not slow motion because it's utterly ridiculous. If it's just in like regular motion where she's just splashing herself. It's like a Neutrogena commercial. Yeah. It's like the, it's like an Olay commercial. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but as she, she does like a couple splashes on her face, but then the water turns to blood. And that's when the angry princess is like, uh, what are you doing? And Kathy's like bringing the water up to her face. And then the angry princess takes her knife and she's about to kill Kathy. Yeah. But then Arthur comes in. He's like, Kathy, what are you doing? So she doesn't die. And she never knows that there's a ghost in there with her. Yeah. So. Yeah. Love it. I love that. Scene. <laughs> um, another, another kind of fun fact about the movie, um, which, <laughs> so I I went deep. I went deep into the internet, um, into the archives, and found this website that I don't think has been updated since the movie came out, um, called legacy.ain'titcool.com. Um, and I found there was a bunch of behind-the-scenes photos of the set, of the actors, of people like getting ready, and it was like this big blog post this person wrote about it. Um just about the movie itself but apparently it was pretty logistically um which makes sense it was pretty logistically difficult to shoot in this house um and every crew member had to wear black just to make sure that there were no like reflections and the glass walls reflecting all the lights was making the house really hot and the set really hot so like actors were getting really warm and like 
um, just with all of the, like I said, all of the um, strings they had to pull with making sure there were no reflections of anything and that, you know, the lights weren't shining off of anything. It was just like a huge logistical um, feat to film this movie, which I thought was pretty interesting. It's something that you don't think about when you when you're watching it, but then afterwards you're like, no, that makes sense because the whole set was glass. <laughs> no, yeah, like how how did you not? Even when you're wearing black, I feel like you would still see it, but I never see any of the camera in it. I've never seen that. Yeah. So they did a great job. They did a really good job. And I'm just looking at all these pictures. These are awesome. The pictures are really cool. Um, I forget now how he explains how it was that he got like access to the, um, to the set, but um, yeah, he like went on set one day and like was taking a bunch of photos and talking to people and the crew and all that stuff. And he wrote this big blog post um, and he posted about it in 2001. Somebody who had like a news blog that they did had it and I uncovered it and it was super cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I love getting stuff very like that. distracted by the. <laughs> I love stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, so then, I believe what happens, like you know, we're at the part in the movie where shit's starting to kick off a little bit, and like Bobby goes missing because um, he's rolling around. He's like running around the house on his scooter, and um, gets kind of summoned or you know called downstairs by one of the ghosts. And he ends up kind of going missing. <laughs> the bound woman. By the bound woman, yes. Um, and then shenanigans ensue because everyone is like needs to go down there basically and try to find him. And then we kind of get more of a glimpse at all of these cool looking ghosts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they split up as is canon for. Um, <laughs> Well, the house is just too big. It'd be faster if we split up and meet back here in five minutes. Yeah. Arthur. Little five, do they know. Okay. If it is going to take you five minutes, it'd be faster if you, if it would be the same exact effect if you guys just went together. <laughs> Arthur. No. Five extra minutes is hard. Enough. That's a lot. Um, little do they know that the house has other plans the house actually starts reconfiguring um itself as the the time ticks on and um more and more of the ghosts get let out of their room the house kind of keeps changing shape and Mm -hmm. walls move and so the way that they came is not the way they can go back and it turns into a big old mess yeah it's like a huge constantly moving rubik's cube yeah which i love that i there's a, um, I don't know. Well, I wouldn't say 13 Ghosts is really one of these movies, but there was a tweet that I saw and it was like, I love the horror, um, the horror movie type of what if a house was a bitch? And oh, what I was like, that's not really 13 I Ghosts. It. It, it's not because it's specifically designed to be a yeah, bitch, but yeah. I love that tweet so much. <laughs> That's exactly my favorite kind of horror movie. Yes, because I... The house was a bitch. Yes, because I love that type of movie. I love that type of horror movie. I think that that is like the coolest thing ever. And I love it. I love it every time. Um, 
But like we said, 13 Ghosts isn't really that. It's more of like this house is specifically designed to to be a machine and to do these things. Um, but yeah, so then we start getting glimpses of all the spookies. And then Dennis kind of foresees his own death. Yeah. So Pretty soon. He kind of just knows that that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember while I was just, because I was just rewatching it before we were uh, recording and I was being reminded of all the times, like all of the the profane things in the movie that were um, edited out for TV. And because that's yeah. why I think I was yeah. even able to watch it as young as I was, because I was 10 in 2001. Uh, and I watched it around that time, if not 10, then definitely like 11 and 12. And it's like a, a very gory, bloody yeah. oh, movie. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very violent. And I think it was because it was so heavily edited for TV. So like when Dennis flips off a ghost, which is great. And it, it focuses on him flipping off the ghost for like a minute. Cause he's mm-hmm. like staring at him and doing it in when they play it on TV, they just completely edit out the middle finger and makes it. So it looks like oh. he's just holding up his fist. Like, ah, oh, I'm gonna that's get so funny. <laughs> and that's then so like funny. <laughs> any scene with, uh, the angry princess they just i think they just like not like zoom in but just like cut where her boobs start you know mm. so it's like her head and her neck um and yeah of course they do the usual like you know editing out profanity and stuff like that but i think that was the only way i was able to watch that movie. God, do you remember watching movies on cable tv how awful it was yes yep oh my god um <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about I forgot about that. It was a good good callback. Um yep. Yeah, and then we get so the angry princess and the jackal are absolutely my oh, yeah. two favorites. So the jackal I don't want to say the scariest, but I think the most like unhinged out of all of them, right? Like um at least He's that's the how most yeah. Well, he and the juggernaut are the most aggressive, but the jackal is just like he was a serial killer. Yeah, I mean, kind of. So was the juggernaut, but he was like the jackal was confined to an insane asylum. An insane asylum. Good lord, what is this? Two thousand nine. He was confined <laughs> at an asylum, like an institute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he was in uh, solitary confinement, and his head was locked in a cage. So. Yeah. That's his head is locked in a cage when he's a ghost and he's in like a straight jacket. Yes. And the, the cage is like, like the wires in front of his face are like bowed out. Like he's like pulled them back yeah. somehow. Um, I love, I love the, the effects with him, the makeup, the costume. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So yeah, like Stephanie said, he's a serial killer who targeted women um so i thought it was kind of fitting because he ends up going after kathy first um and is like running at her down this hallway or he like comes after her attacks her while her and her dad are walking around looking for bobby but arthur can't see it yeah Yeah. arthur can't see it happening so he doesn't know what's going on and i think he's still kind of a skeptic at this point um yeah because he hasn't seen any ghosts and he's just met up with kalina shows up miss honey she just like she's like i came through a, a 
brief hole in the house or something. Right. It won't happen again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she's there to, she's saying that she's there to free the spirits and she will in the meantime also help them. But she has glasses on so she can see the jackal pulling Kathy down the hall. Right. Whereas Arthur just sees her magically being pulled down the hall. Right. So yeah, at that point he then uh, knows that, yep, it's ghosts. It's ghosts. Arthur gets it at that point. Um, another fun fact. So the person who plays, I, I looked at, I looked this person up because I love the Jackal so much. And I was like, who is this person that plays the Jackal? It's a person, uh, Shane Weiler is his name. Um, and he's a life coach now. <laughs> well, you know, it's good to have. <laughs> it's good to have um, range. A diverse. Um, portfolio but he did such a good job you know as the jackal so i i looked him up and then i was like i i i confirmed my sources and yes you can hire the person who played the jackal in 13 ghosts um to be a life coach for you so there you go you're welcome um (laughs) shane weiler yeah (laughs) I'll i'll put his life coach address at the bottom of the <laughs> hit him thing. up for us tell him we sent you yeah yeah and tell him to then use the code spooky. Yeah. <laughs> Shane heard, uh, yeah you've heard of uh oh god what is it called hello fresh and uh casper mattress now get ready for shane weiler he played the jackal <laughs> But he's also now a life coach. Use the code two spooky for you to get twenty percent off <laughs> your first sesh. Shane Weiler, I was the jackal. <laughs> That's his tagline. <laughs> so we have to it say nothing. It has so nothing to do with his life coaching abilities. It's just, I was the jackal. <laughs> honestly i would sign up (laughs) if his life coach website was just a picture of him as the jackal i'd be like yep how much she's giving us a thumbs up in fact don't tell me how much just here's my credit card information i mean we'll get 20 percent off so so yeah. (laughs) so yeah so like stephanie said arthur comes around and then um we get a little bit of explanation into what this house is. Uh, Kalina explains to him, like it was built off this, um, this like ancient design Basilius's design uh, for this house that would, or this machine basically that would um, make someone super powerful by harnessing the power of all these different spirits. (laughs) Yeah, Basilius was, is like this astronomer, like 16th century or something. Yeah, who who made the who wrote the designs for the house while he was under demonic possession. Yes, and I I forgot what exactly the powers it grants you, and then I I didn't get that far. Do they in, tell uh, you? I don't know re-watch. if they ever tell you. I think they do. I just forget. And then I I read something where it says you can look into the past present and future i'm like wow oh, tight all of this for that yeah <laughs> i'm good i mean shit 
that's what Dennis can do. <laughs> that's true. He has Dennis. Like Cyrus had it all already. He had Dennis you, there to help him out. Just pay him really well, and he'll stick around. Like. Right. So, and I I looked into <laughs> it because I was curious. I was like, was Basilius like an actual person? So I dug in. It's not. It's a general Greek term for king. So it just means like royalty, basically. So no, it's not a real person. <laughs> that was a burning question on my mind. <laughs> Because I was like, is this based on like actual folklore or what? But no, it's not. Gotcha. <laughs> no, thousand percent made up. Um, so yeah. Um, what happens next, Steph? We, we're traipsing. We're looking for Bobby. We get the glimpse into uh, the future with Dennis kind of foreseeing his own death. You can just see all the ghosts. You see the hammer is pretty yeah. cool. The hammer has... Um, he was he used to be a blacksmith, I think, hmm. um, who was accused of stealing by a higher up and his family was lynched. And then they uh, like the town killed him. They chained him to a tree and drove railroad spikes into his body. And then they his left hand was cut off and a hammer was attached to the stump. So a little Candyman esque. Um yeah. And he so he's pretty gross. He's one of the angrier and more aggressive spirits in the house. Mm-hmm. Not all of them are really that aggressive, like the the great child and the dire mother who appear together because they're mother and child. They don't really do anything. They just kind of sit around and look creepy, you know? Yeah. She's just like feeding him. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Uh I guess the others, like the pilgrimist does come after them. She's like, you know, really what can a person in a pillory do you? Yeah. <laughs> you just hold her by the, the pillory. And She's she pretty bound. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the bound woman, she only shows up once. The firstborn son does literally nothing. It's just a, a kid who has an arrow through his head. Mm-hmm. He, he just like shows up and is like, what's up? And they just back he away. He just kind of sits like, there. Yeah. All good. We didn't do anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so and the torso is just literally a torso. The torso was on the scale of scariness. I think the the uh, the jackal was first for me, and then there was the angry princess, and then I think the torso and the juggernaut were like. I think the yeah the torso we only see for like a second, so it's it's cool because they like digitally removed his head, so it's like mm-hmm. a real dude, mm-hmm. and you know that that looks awesome. 2001 um but the juggernaut looked really good yeah the the juggernaut is terrifying he's like super tall super intimidating guy yeah and he's of course the guy in the beginning who you know is in the junkyard and kills everyone Mm -hmm. he's very Um, frankenstein the juggernaut he is very frankenstein yeah yeah but he's cool and he's the one that ends up killing dennis later on but yeah he's he's a real bitch he is a real bitch. Um, so we're getting towards the end of the movie. Um, Cyrus kind of starts to appear at this point, right? And he's trying to make himself look like he's also dead and a ghost, which I think is hilarious because he's basically relying on no one taking off their glasses. <laughs> as soon as yeah. you take off your ghost glasses, you're going to know that he's alive. 
And it's just let's be clear, there are apparently like two or three glasses to spare between yeah, everyone like there's not in enough. this house. There's not enough for everybody. <laughs> They're sharing these glasses. So someone's like, gonna see him. Like we find out. I mean, it's a glass house too. How hard is it to see him? If he's like ten rooms away, you can still see the idiot. <laughs> right there. Like what? Um, but like, like we as the audience find out that he's not dead. Like it's a big yeah. twist. He's not dead. Um, but we find that out pretty much immediately. Like as soon as we see him walking around, because yeah, we find out Kalina is in on it and she's sleeping with Cyrus or something. Which why she, you? Yeah, so many other options. What's going on? <laughs> this guy's like Girl, a whiny. Love yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Kalina, I know your name is Kalina, but you don't have to be in the paranormal business. Just change your name because you can't yeah. do anything with Kalina. You have to be a ghost hunter. There's nothing. And that's else. true, but you don't have to date someone in the industry. Like you can branch date out. Yeah. You're in the what prime happened? of your life. Like yeah. you do your own thing. You don't need to date some fucking weirdo dude who's like who talks like his his goofiness levels are off the charts in the last part of the movie. Like he his is a goof, goof dude. like <laughs> he. I don't know what else that actor has done, but um, his like timing is hilarious, and it's so like theatrical. He's such a theatrical person, so it almost yeah. feels like you're watching theater and not a movie. And maybe it would play off better like in that space, but it's just so goofy. Um, like he's got this line. Oh, sorry. He's got this line that he says where he's like, when he's talking to Kalina and he's like, fetch the book. Like yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, and of course he's, he's talking guy. about Basilius's book. Right. Yeah. But it's hilarious. And that's right before she gets squished to death. Yeah. So, before she gets squished to death, uh, we, as the audience, like I was saying, find out that he's alive because she first sees him with the glasses on and you're like, he's a ghost. And then mm -hmm. she takes them off and she can still see them. So it's like, oh, wow, I did not see this coming. Um, and then he's like super mean to her. And he's like, did you get everything ready? Like they're here, you know, everything has to be ready for like the sacrifice or something. Um, she's like, yeah, I brought them here. They don't know anything. Um, she at this point has spun a lie about uh so the whole thing is that there are only 12 ghosts in this house so who's the 13th ghost <laughs> it's arthur mm -hmm. arthur is or can be the 13th ghost and she tells him that she lies to him in the beginning and she says arthur this is word for word too <laughs> Arthur, uh -oh. listen. Um, if the 13th ghost is like, I forget the name, but it, it's, it's you. It's like the broken hearted lover or something like that. Or like the grieving lover. I forget. Yeah. Right. Um, if you throw yourself into the like Basilius's like machine, like blades, like, hell pit, yeah. Yeah. Then, and you, to save your children because the children will be taken. I think Kathy and Bobby are gone at this point. If you save them and you, you set by sacrificing yourself, 
then that will shut down the machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like considering it. And Dennis is like, dude, that that's crazy. Don't do that. You later find out that it's the exact opposite. If he jumps into the machine and sacrifices himself, that he will activate the whole thing. So she's trying to encourage him to do that in order to save his kids. Right. Uh, so she, when she's with Cyrus, she's like, I told him all of that. So he's going to do it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And then he's still not happy with her. And he was like, nah, bye. And she gets squished by like a glass door. Or something. Oh, I hate that part too. Like I just, I know they, they did an amazing, like uh, amazing special effects job. Um, Cinecites was the special, the visual and special effects company that was in charge of this movie, and they did a really good job. That part, like, it's really hard to tell where the actress stops and the fake head squish begins. Like, yeah, they do an amazing tra- transition job. Like, they did really, really good, and it's, ooh, it's so awful <laughs> to watch. <laughs> at, at that part, they're when they're hanging out and talking, and he's like berating her for no reason. They're at the like engine of the whole machine, which looks wonderful for one thing. It looks great now, and it looks even better knowing that it's 2001. It's like this huge, like hourglass shaped thing, but it's yeah. full of these giant gears and like cogs, and it's like everything's spinning and it's like powering the whole house. It looks wonderful. I mean, if you've watched it, you know what I'm talking about. It looks great, it's super huge, super loud. Um, so you, you, you've already had that very strong visual and then, yeah, then she, you, we see her get squished to death by a yep. two window panels and it, it looks great. It looks like she's actually being squished to death and it really yeah. does. Yeah. The effects are, are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're really good. Um, they hold up really well. Like this movie overall, the effects hold up really, really well for a movie that came out 20 years ago. Um, oh yeah. Like it's still like, there's not much about it. That's like, Oh, that this is super dated or, you know what I mean? Like it, it it stands the test of time for sure. Nothing about the effects I like watch now. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's yikes. Maybe we should have waited to use that effect until we were a little bit better at it. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, no, it all looks great. You know, all of the animals. I don't know animation, but all of like the, you know, the CGI, like there's like maybe a couple things where I can kind of tell that it's a little bit older, yeah. but it still looks good. It's not like, not Mm -hmm. a strong choice guys. Maybe you should have gone for a practical effect there. Yep. And they do enough practical effects that it really balances out, you know, without having to have this heavy need for CGI. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, so Arthur at at this point he he sees Cyrus for like the first time um and is blown away but he's wearing the glasses and Arthur's a smart cookie so he takes his glasses off and then Cyrus's face is like oh like he just it's like this <laughs> subtle like oh my god like he took his glasses <laughs> off and now he knows you know now he knows that I'm here my ruse my ruse oh no um but like Stephanie said, um, we have the kids sitting in the middle of the machine and all the um, gears are going. Have and we talked about the fact that his dead wife is one of the ghosts? 
Yes, I think we did. Well, if we didn't, his dead wife is one of the ghosts, but I'm pretty sure everyone She's already knows that. She's the fourth ghost. She is the fourth ghost. She yeah. is. That's a big reveal moment in the movie, too. Um mm-hmm is the fact that she's actually one of them and that um, Dennis knew that and just didn't bring it up or didn't disclose it willingly to Arthur. Um, And so it causes this big dramatic moment in the movie. Um, So she's there. um, And all the ghosts are being pulled to this area by this like chanting um, recording that's going out throughout the house. They're all drawn to this machine. and then who saves the day? But the Dennis. nanny. Oh. <laughs> well, also Dennis. The nanny. No, Dennis. Yeah. No, Dennis does show up. <laughs> he shows up and he's leaning and he's like, Arthur, I love you. No, I don't know what he's. I can't remember what he <laughs> Arthur, I love you. And he's like, all right, that's just what I needed to throw myself. Remember what Dennis says? Yeah, I don't remember what ghost Dennis says, but um, he He says says your kids need you. (laughs) I love you. You're all you're all right. Yeah, no, he doesn't say that at all. Arthur, Arthur? I didn't get to say this in life, but you're an all right chap. (laughs) But you're okay. Um, so. The nanny. <laughs> the nanny ends up saving the day in a surprise uh, turn of events. She comes in and she starts messing with the audio of this chant that's calling everyone there and kind of holding them there. So it kind of breaks the spell for these ghosts. The ghosts are like let free from this machine and they all attack and kill Cyrus. And that's the end of Cyrus. He's done. Yeah, he he gets thrown into the spinning blades and yes, all chopped up and stuff. And then Arthur runs and somehow, like the the blades will they're like spinning around. Uh, and then for like a split second, they'll all like collapse. So there's like a moment where there's no blades spinning. So Arthur has to like time it right and jump onto the platform where Mm -hmm. stupid kids are. And of course, he makes (laughs) real. Those are some stupid kids. <laughs> he, he makes it the whole house like I think something happens with the the engine machine thing where something gets caught in it, so that like basically like blows up. So th- the house is like shut down, and then yeah. you see the, the dumb mom, and she's like, "I love you guys." They're like, "We love you," and she's looking fresh at the end too. She's like fully revamped. Yeah. She's got her normal skin back. No, no burns. Her hair is done we, up. We see the rest of the ghosts leave the house. They all look exactly the same. <laughs> She's Not the Jean. only one. Jean looks perfect. She's got her mom hair on, her mom pants on. Yep. She's got a She's blowout. Up. She's yep. got a full face of makeup. She's good. Like she's back to normal. All the other ghosts are looking shitty as always. Um, <laughs> no makeovers for them. They just no. go running. Like they just freaking eat out of there into the wilderness and they're gone to terrorize another day (laughs) yeet out to the wilderness (laughs) i just remember the the jackal like waving its arms all crazy and then like they all slowly uh disappear fade away yeah Yeah. yep 
into the woods. So I'll have to make the world a, a worse place. Yeah, I know. Like it's a little bit like oh, good, but then oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, horribly violent spirits are like <laughs> just got shot go. out into the world, and so <laughs> now we got to deal with that. Um, and that's the end. That's the end of thirteen. Uh, thirteen ghosts. There's no like fourteen ghosts where we talk about what happened at the end. (laughs) Oops. Oops, we shouldn't have let them out. (laughs) (laughs) How we need two Arthurs. Oh god, double Arthurs, double the fun. That's what I say. Um double the God help me. (laughs) But yeah, that's a classic. Double the I I know. I don't I don't like him either. He's okay in this movie, though. Like He's fine. He's pretty good in this movie. Um, all in all, 13 Ghosts is a friggin' classic. Um, I don't think I'll ever get sick of that movie. It's kind of stood up to the test of time, like we've said. And uh, it's just one of those... It's become kind of a cult, <laughs> cult classic in its own right. Like, I think it was... Um, incredibly scary when it came out now it's just one of my favorite like warm and fuzzy horror movies to watch <laughs> it is uh my my only real beef with it is that they don't show the ghosts long enough for me to ever yeah right. glimpse the editing's a bit choppy they, they show the ghost for like two seconds and it cuts out and they show them again and it cuts out um i'd love to yeah. see the work that you're costume department and makeup department and visual effects do so yes the the thing i will say yeah Yeah. absolutely the thing i will say about it that i really appreciate is there was no freaking blue filter on the camera like there was throughout the entire 2000s for a lot of horror movies yes and the ghosts they show in full light like you can see them fully like this house is bright as fuck yeah um there's no like, there's not a, ho- a whole lot of play with like shadows or anything like that. The ghosts are just fully lit. Um, I wish we would have seen more of them. Like that jackal scene, I could have seen for longer because I love, I just love that, you know, that creature. It, yeah. yeah. The creature effects with, with the jackal were amazing. Um, and the same with all of them, like Stephanie said. And there's 13 of them. So, we could have. There's twelve, and then that's there's true. That's true. There is twelve. Yeah. There's twelve ghosts in thirteen ghosts, and there's seven toasts in thirteen ghosts. Thirteen toasts. Thirteen toasts. One hundred toasts. Game. Friends <laughs> <laughs> on uh, <laughs> the thirteen ghosts episode. Um, actual stroke. Do you like the highly subjective game um, that I made no. up? <laughs> that makes no sense whatsoever. Well, tune in next time for episode 15. I'll come up with something else. Um, uh, the photos of these pieces of toast are just haunting. <laughs> I can't get over the like swirly one that was supposed... What was this one supposed to be? The torso? Uh, the torso, because it's like it looks it looks a little bit like flesh, like diseased flesh color with with like a swirl of white around it, right? Like he's covered in cellophane, like saran wrap style 
stuff. I guess. Sure. Fine. I <laughs> am right. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. We're going to stop. We're going to stop jib jabbing. Um, tune in next time to episode 15. I'll come up with something equally as stupid to annoy Stephanie. With. Um, that's it. That's all we got to say Yay. about 13 ghosts. That's it. Yep. We're out. Thanks, uh, everybody. I love you, Matthew Lillard. I love you, William Castle. Yes. Not, mm, I have nothing to say to you, Tony Shalhoub. And be sure to... Um... <laughs> Use our 20% off discount. Yeah. For- that said, uh, be sure to go to... Shane Weiler. ShaneWeiler.com And <laughs> use... Use our code. It's it's so worth it. Yep. I'm the jackal. Okay. Shane Weiler. Weiler. Oh, Stephanie's just gonna look it up. Oh, uh oh. This site can't be reached. Check <gasps> if there's a typo in ShaneWeiler.com. Well, it might not be ShaneWeiler.com. I'll 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 put the right link. I'm in the... pretty sure it's ShaneWeiler.com. It and Ashley's lied to us. He's going to start getting um, referral traffic from SpookyTown.com and he's not going to know what the fuck. (laughs) Wait, I think I found it. I think I found it. Oh my god. I'm so excited. (laughs) Life coach. Um... (laughs) Realize your purpose and be valued. There he is. There's our boy. Well, that is a profesh headshot. He's had this updated since I last looked at it. You've looked at it before? Yeah, I looked at it when I was putting together the notes for the ep. Oh, shit. Wow. Yep, that is the... (laughs) You can see it in his eyes. He is. He's looking good. You can see the... Oh, he has a podcast. All right, I don't know what everyone's doing listening to this podcast, but clearly all you need to do is listen to Shane Weiler's podcast. We're going to just promote the hell out of this guy. Oh my god, Shane. I have... Shane has eight kids. Good lord, Shane. He has eight children. All right. Uh, Let it be known, we know absolutely nothing about Shane Weiler, so he might be a bad life coach. We don't know. (laughs) That said, use the code 2Spooky. 800% off his first 10 sessions. Right. All right, Shane, we're going to send them to you. They're going to start flooding. (laughs) Flooding your inbox. All right. Well, we'll give you an update on where we're at with Shane Weiler. Um, (laughs) Maybe he wants to combine podcasts. <laughs> Could talk to him about being the jackal. Um, that would actually be really amazing. I don't think he would do that, but um, that would unironically be awesome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good spooky week. It's October. Get out there, watch some spooky stuff, watch 13 Ghosts again, and do your thing. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Bye, everybody. Bye.